Hello, welcome to the Equippers International Podcast short version, and we are in the book of Hebrews chapter 2. I'm going to pick up today back in verse 10 and 11. I want to spend a little more time on these verses. I don't want to move too quickly through sections of this book because there's so many things to pick up. And so today we're going to be in chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Let me read those for us. For it was fitting for him for whom are all things and through whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brothers. Beautiful passage of scripture. I want to talk about two different words. They are very closely related to one another in the context of these verses. The first is in the phrase, he perfected the author of their salvation through sufferings. The writer is saying that Jesus was made perfect through sufferings. Now, this idea of perfect, I want to talk about that. Perfect in this sense is not perfect as maybe we would think about it when we hear the word perfect. I don't know about you, but when I hear the word perfect, just in the natural, just talks about uh, getting something right and doing it perfectly. So if you take an exam and you make a perfect score, you get 100%. It is, to me, pretty much a performance-based type of word. Well, in the original language, this is not what this word is communicating. It's communicating completion. So what the writer is saying is that through the process of suffering, Jesus was perfectly fulfilling and bringing to completion what God had sent him to do. He was sent to do what was necessary for the salvation of mankind. And this was accomplished through his sufferings. So this idea of perfection just simply means that Jesus was completing fully what God wanted him to do. It's the same word he uses in John 17, 23, when he talks about his followers being perfected in unity. Paul uses the word also in Philippians 3 when he talks about the fellowship of Christ's sufferings and being conformed to his death that he might obtain from the resurrection of the dead. And then in verse 12, he says, not that I've already obtained it or have become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. It's not this idea of performance or even acting right or doing the right things. It's this idea of being complete in the process and the work of God. And this is what happened in the life of Jesus through his sufferings as the author of salvation. Now, in verse 11, there's another word I want to focus on in this episode, and then I'll wrap up and leave us with a thought. Let me read that verse again. For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one Father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Now, this idea of sanctification, it means to be made holy or literally to consecrate and set aside. I think for a lot of us in the Christian life, the idea of sanctification comes with the notion that we are constantly increasing in our moral behavior, in our 
activity and doing the right thing. And there is an element to this, but I just want to put a disclaimer in there. Do I believe in living a holy life in a way that honors the Lord and doing the right thing? Absolutely. I also believe this comes from an organic connection with the life of Jesus. And this was established through the process of what the New Testament writers call sanctification. It is the process by which God takes us and sets us apart, literally puts us in Christ and sanctifies us. This idea of sanctification means that God is setting us aside for his purpose so that the purpose of living a life that glorifies God would actually be manifested through us. It is the idea in the Old Testament of God consecrating items in the tabernacle and later in the temple. There was nothing inherently good or right about the items. They were just designated for a specific purpose that God defined, and that is what made them holy. And that is why the biblical writers talk about them as being consecrated or sanctified. It's the exact idea of what Jesus meant when he spoke of sanctifying himself. He didn't make himself any more holy. But in John 17, 19, he says, for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. Jesus is saying that he sets himself apart for the purpose of God. And Paul speaks to the Corinthians as those who have already been sanctified. Now, we're going to talk much more about sanctification later on in the book of Hebrews. But this morning, I just want to leave you with these thoughts. Jesus, through the work of his sufferings, has completed everything necessary for salvation. And then he invites us into this process and this place of sanctification whereby he sets us apart. Literally, the Father sets us apart for his purpose in Christ Jesus. And this is why Jesus is not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters, because we have been placed in the same place that he is in. It reminds me of verses in regards to Jesus becoming the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, and that we are the heirs and joint heirs with Christ. It's this beautiful idea of family but family of those who are set apart, set apart to live lives that glorify God, live lives that are exemplary, that speak to the goodness of God, to the purity of God. And it's a testimony to the world, to this great work of grace that God has done in our lives. Jesus has brought us to this place of identifying with us as brothers and sisters. And because we share in this same condition of being sanctified and set apart for God's purposes in the same way Jesus was set apart for the Father's purpose, he calls us brothers and sisters. It's a wonderful truth to meditate on. Jesus is not ashamed of us. I'm not sure where you stand in your perception of how the Lord sees you today, but I want you to be encouraged that Jesus 
identifies with you as your brother. And he says, you are my brother. You are my sister. Today, I'm not ashamed of you. And he will never be ashamed of you because of the finished and full work that he has completed on our behalf and because of the grace of God that sets us apart for the same purpose of walking and identifying with him as our Savior and as our brother. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.